Well, Paul, it wasn't so long ago that we were speaking to uh, Tony Webb about his uh, marvellous book, Aussies at the Open. So it's great to have him back and uh, previewing with us the British Open, which is about to start this week and the 150th version of it. Morning, Tony. How are you? Morning. The best week in golf. Ah. Very <laughs> How could you not be good on a week on a week like today, this week? Well, not only the uh, Open starting, but at St Andrews, uh, it's got to be the best week in golf, isn't it? A British Open at St Andrews, especially this week. It's the 150th, as many people probably aware now. And um, even last night, we had the Champions Challenge um, take um, take to, to St Andrews for four holes, and um, some of the greats of the game all getting together. And um, yeah, it's a great way to start. It's going to be a wonderful week. See Tiger Woods in action so far these last couple of days. It became very apparent when Tiger returned to the Masters. That was very important to him. But this was the really the big one that he really wanted to be here for this, such as the tradition of St Andrews. Yeah, and I think once he got through the Masters, it was like blinkers on to St Andrews, um, seeing that he could do it and he could play 18 holes and um, or 72 holes, I should say, in the championship. And... Um, St Andrews a lot a lot kinder walk than the Masters, so I'm sure he's been getting the leg ready um, for this week. And he played the practice round, I think on Sunday um, with Justin Thomas and got through that fine. And he, and he participated in the Champions Challenge overnight. So yeah, a two-time winner at St Andrews and. Who knows? Maybe the 994th ranked player in the world can do it again. <laughs> yes, that would be interesting. Uh, Tony, uh, your Aussies at the Open book uh, was a book that concentrated, but perhaps on the lesser-known names of uh, the Australian golfers' participation at the uh, British Open. Uh, who sort of uh, interests you in uh, this field of Australians at the British Open? I think we might have 11 starting. We do, yeah, that's right. We've got 11. Um and I guess when we did the book, that you know, we wanted to try and get to as many who have played the Open as possible, and and we spoke to 102, you know, from Greg Norman and Ian Baker Finch all the way down to the guys who qualified for one championship. But um, interested this week, we've got our 193rd and 194th Open competitors making their Open debuts in Jed Morgan and Anthony Quayle. So always exciting to see a couple of guys get their first look at the Open. Um, Cam Smith, I think, was really impressive in the way he finished off the Scottish Open last week and finishing 10th there. And he, he's becoming more and more comfortable um, with the style of golf. He admitted that it took a while for him to, so I guess, get his head around Lynx golf a bit and, and the what it asks of you. It plays well to his short game, but he's driving the ball and getting the ball in play was, I guess, something he had to come to terms with a bit. But um, he had a good run in 2019. So I think he's probably... Um, our leading chance, which is probably obvious, he's the world number six, but um, Adam Scott's the other one too. I think Adam might view this as one of his few last real genuine opportunities to win the Open, and 10 years after his Lytham disaster, it might be fitting that, that Adam could, I guess, add to his Masters victory and win at St Andrews. We know Greg Norman was not invited to the Champions Dinner and was trying to get uh, dispensation to play here at the Open. That was never going to happen as far as playing is concerned, but they seem to be a bit worried, the RNA, that Greg being there would be somewhat of a disturbance for the celebrations, Tony. Yeah, I personally think they might have got this one a little bit wrong. Um, I think the feedback and the kind of reaction we've seen online um, the last couple of days is that whatever you think of what Greg's doing right now, he deserves his place 
you know, to be part of the Champions Challenge and the Champions Dinner. Um, and it was then up to them to manage that, I guess. I don't, you know, we, we can't get away from the live golf stuff at the moment and, and Greg's heavily involved, but I think even Greg would have seceded to the to the occasion and made it very much the focus of this week and, and, not, and not dragged up that kind of stuff. You know, whether people ask him about it, that's going to happen, I guess, but... I think he would have been very reverential towards this week. And, yeah, I think maybe he's won back a bit of support this week, actually, by the the decision they made. One thing that uh, I haven't been able to find out, I mean, obviously, uh, Oosthausen and Phil Mickelson, former British Open winners, have they been invited uh, to the dinner, given they're also involved with Live Golf, albeit not the leading force that Norman is? Yeah, well, Louis actually, Louis Oosthausen actually was part of the winning team for the Champions Challenge. Okay. Um, overnight, he was in Nick Valdo's team with John Daly and Zach Johnson, and they ended up winning. But, um, but I know Phil Mickelson did once the decision was made. I guess with regards to Greg, Phil declined his invitation um, to the Champions Challenge and Champions Dinner. So, but he's the only one I think that's that's done that. Um, Louis's been involved with the festivities so far. So Phil obviously took a bit of a stance alongside Greg, but. Um, yeah, I think everyone else has been invited and uh, participated, as you'd expect. So, Tony, if you look through the field, who do you think was going to be the favourite amongst the uh, the local crowd to win here? Is it going to be Rory McIlroy, do you think, or Matt Fitzpatrick? Who who will be the, the crowd favourite? The crowd for Oh, Tiger will be the, the crowd man. Oh, we know That's that, yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think Rory, Rory will carry a lot of... It's a good point, actually, because Matt, obviously, you know, coming off his US Open win, will have a lot of positive uh, support around him and a lot of hometown, a lot of home nation support, I guess. Um, I don't know that there's a great Scottish presence. Uh, Robert McIntyre, I think, is in the field, but um, I don't know if there's a leading Scottish contender that you look out for, but Rory's always... Um, Super popular at the Open, and I think the stance he's taken in recent months with regards to the live golf stuff will only endear him more to the to the Scottish public. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd expect Rory would be the the strong hometown favourite. And probably the form golfer uh, coming into the event is Xander Schauffele, uh, having won the Scottish Open. I think he might have won the Travellers Championship not so long ago, and uh, I think he might have also won that JP uh, McManus. Uh, Pro-Am tournament, so he's coming in with form. Absolutely, yeah. He's um, our gold medal winner from, yeah. from Tokyo. Is um, yeah, prime, prime nicely. Um, there, was a, there was a, I guess, a notion around Xander a few years ago that um, he, he would get close a lot, but he just couldn't find that that breakthrough. You know, a lot of the young guys like Colin Morikawa who've come in mm. just win that straight up, and they just keep winning. And you think, well, maybe these other guys just haven't got that in them or for whatever reason there's a mental block there that um, he's broken through that well and truly and uh, maybe even starting back at the Olympics so yeah you couldn't ask for a better prep it might depend on the weather and the draw with with the open um, that can that can bite even the best on the bum but um, yeah you couldn't you know as far as and the only thing you would maybe that would could possibly go, go against him is the mental um, the mental toll it takes mm-hmm. to win you know, and to be in contention that deep in the tournament. So, um, but yeah, you wouldn't want winning form is always good form. And while you're on it, you just keep rolling. 
Tony, one player who's come from nowhere in the last, say, 18 months is Will Zelatoris, and he even said himself a couple of shots here and there, he could be a, a three-time champion already. Has he got the game here to suit the uh, the St Andrews layout, or is he a bit too wayward off the tee? Well, the beauty of St Andrews is you can be a little bit wayward. Um, obviously, there are advantages to... Um, playing hurls certain ways and being in the right position to come into the greens and stay away from those dreaded pot bunkers. But um, Will's proven in the past two years that just he's just up for it, up for major championships. He, he just grinds away and he's a great ball striker. I think the guys on tour regard him as one of the best ball strikers out there already. So, um, yeah, he seems to produce his best golf in these major championships. And, you know, he played his way into the PGA Tour essentially through the majors. So... He was playing the Nation model, the Corn Ferry Tour now, um, you know, and then qualified for, I can't remember which of the majors first, but then he um, did well at the Masters and, yeah, he's done well ever ever since. So you couldn't count him out because he's just one of those guys that's going to be firing at flags and, um, you know, he's putting, he's got an unusual putting movement, I guess you'd say, especially from close range. I think he's better from 10 feet than three, but... Um, they go in more often than not. So um, the St Andrews greens are, you know, they're big and they're slow. So he'll, you know, he won't have any downhill four footers. They're going to get away from him like at the US Open. So um, yeah, he's absolutely. You just have to consider him given the form he showed in these championships in the in the past two years. And Tony, I've never uh, had the uh, great uh, privilege to go to St Andrews. I'm sure you've been there uh, many times. If you had to describe to me, you know the outstanding feature of it um, for someone who's never been there, what would you say? My one and only experience was in uh, February 2001. I was actually over there just working in a pub in London and um, a friend of mine had a birthday party up in Edinburgh. So I went to there and realised how close I was and managed to get myself a game, but um, it ended up snowing. So I've got to... I was playing with a Dutch guy and a member and his son-in-law and um, they left us after four holes and said, "This is we can't do this anymore. And um, we just looked at each other. Nels, this guy, I'll never forget his name. And we went, we can't go back. Like, we've just got to keep going. So we played on anyway. So my memories of playing St Andrews are kind of um, of the ice gathering on the ball over putts, um, which made it a bit tricky. But... It's just an amazing, even at that time of year, you know, there's nothing else going on, but um, it's an incredible town. And if you've got any kind of love for golf or even my, my wife went with her parents a few years ago and they even felt, they're not golfers at all, and they even felt just this energy that kind of, and even, I can't remember who we spoke to for the book, but um, they talked about St Andrews as a town and their investment in golf. And he said, anyone who's there wants to talk to you about golf whether it's the butcher, the baker, you know, the candlestick maker kind of thing. Um, but you can't help but feel it. You know, Vaughan Summers, who we spoke to as well, he said, you feel the ghosts in your feet. Mm. You know, you kind of, you walk out on that turf and you realise that the greatest names that have ever played the game have all walked the same, the same path, that same stretch of land there. And it's, yeah, it's a hard thing to describe, but you can't help but have it really sort of absorb into your soul. It's a, it's a pretty special place. Good on you, Tony. Really appreciate the chat. You better give us your selection to win. Selection to win? Um, I haven't really had a good look just yet, but 
Um, let's throw another. Oh, I think I'll, I'm going to say Adam Scott's going to finish top ten. Adam Scott yeah. top ten. No, I yeah, like that. That's fantastic. I think Adam's going to be primed for this. I think he's been close to his best golf for the last sort of month or so. So, yeah, I think Adam's like Tiger. I think Adam's had his eye on this one. So, let's go Adam for a top ten. Good on you, Tony. Really appreciate your time this morning, mate. Good luck with the book. I'm sure sales are going very well. We'll catch up again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.